That's right. Oh, my voice is struggling, man. I got the sinuses. Now that the weather flipped from cold to warm, it's killing me. That's right. I can't crank it up like I used to. Sorry. Uh, Welcome in. Welcome back, folks, to a what kind of quarterback should Notre Dame have addition and the always Irish show. As always, you can find that program on YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps Yanni Boy out as well. Notifications on that way. You will learn it every time a new episode drops. I know you don't want to miss a Twitter. Search bar, always Irish rat, always Irish ink. Emails, always Irish handy at gmail.com. Audio only anywhere you want it. You can get it if you don't want to See my face. I don't blame you. Call in lines 312 988 You dialed up. Tell Johnny all you've heard and seen. Instagram, Facebook, always Irish Inc. USA Day, USA Today, Fighting Irish, where I read all about it. Patreon.com, a slash, always Irish. Former captain, leading tackler, by the way, Mike Goolsby and myself, breaking it all down. Raw. Find the paywall off YouTube. You can let it rip. It's beautiful. Thanks to everybody that's joined. All right. Welcome in. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. Interesting topic that I'm sure is going to generate a lot of discussion and thoughts amongst the Notre Dame fans. And I have, I've come to some strong conclusions on this. I want to walk through it. I want to talk through it. And I want you guys to tell me if you agree, if you disagree, where I'm wrong, where you agree, whatever. So let's get into this. I want you, as a long-suffering Notre Dame fan, think about our quarterback lineage. The old days, what worked, what didn't work, what type of quarterbacks worked at Notre Dame, which ones didn't, what went into that schematically, the talent around it, the coaching, whatever, whatever angle your brain goes to. I want you to think about it. Run your brain over these quarterbacks. Thinks of the traits and the gifts that they all had or they didn't have enough of or whatever. After you have that in mind, I will then ask, what style or kind of quarterback should the Irish have? Year in, year out, recruit for it. What should they go for? I'm going to give you a couple seconds to do your little project here. Think of these quarterbacks. Think of the success. Think of the failures. Think of the traits. Me? I want dual threat guys. Legit dual threat guys. Not like, hey, the play breaks down. Maybe I could crank it up and get a first down once a game with my legs running, you know, taking it to the sideline, getting just past the marker and going out of bounds. No, I'm talking about a legit dual threat that a defense has to plan for the pass and the run, a.k.a. Deuce Knight. Now, I've never claimed to be an X's and O's genius. This isn't that show. I never claimed it was that show. I'm not the, I can look at high school kids film and know what they need to get better at. And if they're an NFL, that's not my lane either. You don't got to be a football genius to understand my logic here. Follow me. You don't have to be that smart. You just need eyeballs and a half a brain. And at least I got half left. 
I want every play to have two options. When you have a running quarterback, every one single play is two plays when a guy can run. This is how Jane Daniels won the Heisman Trophy this year with, oh, by the way, our new offensive coordinator. A pass plays called, nobody's open, or and or the blocking breaks down. And before you know it, Daniel shoots through a gap for 30 yards. A first down gets out of bounds, moves the sticks. On a passing play that failed. Didn't get the right blocking. Everybody's covered. Nobody gets out of their breaks and gets open. A drop back, slow-footed passer. In that scenario, what does that guy do? grounds it in the linesman's feet or throws it 10 rows out of bounds and you burn the down. Why limit yourself? Why limit yourself? Why allow a defense to know that this guy's not a natural runner, not a big leg threat, and all we got to do is defend the, the, the receivers and tight end, whatever. Because we're not scared of this guy taking off at all. So we don't have to plan for that. We don't have to have a spy for that. We don't have to account for that. We can call our defenses really aggressive, not worried about being burned by that, all of that. So I guess my point is, this is just very basic math. If you have a dual threat quarterback, every play has multiple options to work instead of just one. Why would you prefer to have less options on any given play to stress a defense rather than having more? Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you make it easier for a defense? Why would you want them entering a game not only worried about if we just stop one thing, we got these guys. I don't like that. Put more stress on a defense. Make them worry about every single play. Every drop back could be a run or a pass. And especially as we get further in the modern era and I see more of Notre Dame and their program and where they've been at and where they're at, the more I think this makes sense. Give me a dual threat guy. It's Deuce. It's Deuce. Now, I want to be fair. Are there conditions where I would pick a drop back passer that's not a great runner? Like, is there any scenario where I would pick that? I suppose there is. It's not my first choice. Just I'm seeing the way the game's evolved. I can't get the Jaden Daniels thing out of my mind. I watched all the LSU I could to root against Swamp Thing. I've never watched more LSU in my life and watched more of their media than I did last year. It was just, it was video games. It was NCAA 05 or whatever, where I would do a drop back pass with, uh, Vince Young, a a shotgun pass play with Vince Young on the video game on my PlayStation 2, roll around, and if nobody's wide open, I'd roll Vince Young out, get a first down, run out of bounds, do it all over again. That's what Jane Daniels did all year right to the Heisman. If nobody was open, he just ran it, and he's a deer, just like Deuce, just like Deuce. But are there conditions where I'd pick a drop back pass? I suppose so. But those conditions are very strict. And Notre Dame doesn't meet them. I suppose if I knew I had an absolutely fantastic, great offensive line every year, 
let me be clear. By great, I don't mean we run the ball for 42 yards in the biggest game of the year, but a couple of the guys get drafted and we're O-line you. That's not what I have in mind, ladies and gentlemen. No, not even freaking close. By great, I mean they play well as a unit against the best defenses you face. Not Navy, not Central Michigan, not Wake Forest, not Pitt. The best opponents and defenses you play. Notre Dame's line has not been up to that task lately. Also, if I recruited and developed wide receivers like Ohio State does every single year, year in, year out, rinse, repeat, recycle, that has me more interested in a drop back situation. And by the way, if the actual passer was elite at it, elite, extremely accurate, big arm, can make every throw into a tight window, then I'm interested in that. Sure. So if I have all those components, Notre Dame can certainly succeed with a straight-up passer that isn't mobile. We ain't got those things. Are you out of your mind? Our best receiver was a true freshman that's a lacrosse player, you guys. So I just think of this at the simplest baseline level. I sit and I think, what is going to stress and test a defense the most. It's a dual threat guy. Every one play turns into two. There's always a bailout option to make a dead play a successful play if the guy has legs. Now, is there injury risk in this? Yes, there is. A guy like Riley Leonard already has a, a, an injury situation, one that Notre Dame caused, and now it's our problem. You need to be smart. You need to pick your spots. You need to pick your hits. Are you following me? Next year when Notre Dame's playing Miami, Ohio, I want Riley Leonard to do zero quarterback keeps. None. Zero. You know why? You don't need him to do that to beat Ball State or Miami, Ohio. Yeah, it's Miami, Ohio. We don't need them to be my. We don't need that guy taking hits, running the ball to beat Miami, Ohio. And if you do, shut it all down. Shut it all down. Bar rescue style. John Tapper, shut it down. It's it's what I said against Central last year. Entering that game, I said, I don't want Sam Hartman getting hit once. I don't want him carrying a ball. I don't want him in danger at all. Sure enough, what happened? We played bad the first half, and the guy's leg got flexed over his head like a gymnast. Unbelievably offensive to me. So, yes, there's some injury risk when you have a mobile guy, but that's why you pick your spots. You tell the guy. In certain moments, like last year, say Ohio State's on the schedule again. Then you lay your body out there and get ran over by a truck for every single inch because you need that to win that game. Most of the games Notre Dame plays next year, you don't need that. So you got to have the, the staff communicate with the quarterback. Here's what we're doing. And you need to pick your spots to take it or get out of bounds. 
Like, you got to be smart about it. You can't be reckless. You got to be smart. But I just look at this as numbers. When every pass play you call can also be a successful run play if the passing play doesn't work. That just seems to me to be a no-brainer unless I have a truly elite pass thrower, elite wide receivers all over, and I know I can trust that O-line. We do not have that. We're not there. We're not there. So give me the running guy. Give me Deuce. Give me the running guy. I want every one play to be two plays and make a defensive coordinator worry about it. Every week they're looking at Notre Dame tape. You know, and so I'm all about whatever makes a defense coordinator stay up late at night. Having a dual threat guy is that option. So that's my preference for Notre Dame. You could sell me on a drop back guy, but only if everything else is elite. It makes no sense for Notre Dame otherwise. If you got Ohio State's wide receiver, sure. If you're going to give me an O-line that I can rely on against the best teams to get push and hold, fine. We ain't there. So that's how I see it. It's the simplest rationalization in the world. Make everyone play possibly two options. Am I wrong? Am I thinking of this wrong? What do you make of this? I'm fine with the drop back guy. If you're going to give me all those other pieces, we ain't got them. So that's where I'm at on it. Now that we're thinking about all these quarterbacks, what do you guys think? Let me know.